Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. And we're back with another episode of Scam Goddess, the podcast all about robbery, fraud, and those who practice it. If you're in the Blues Clues family, if you're in the... Y'all know. I'm very, yes, excited. Truly. Truly. And we have a repeat guest. Oh, I love when people come back. I love when we can scam them and they pull up again. <laughs> like, that's what they like. More scams. More robbery. I love that for us. Comedian. Actress. She has a new comedy special out today called Sashir Zameda. The first woman. Honestly, a bad bitch. Truly, probably the first woman. Like, I, I love it so much. Go to 800 Pound Gorilla to check it out, and you can find the link in the show notes. Because you know we put them links in them notes. So go on, get over there and click on that motherfucking link because you're going to love it. You'll also hear her in the upcoming Disney Plus TV series. Hey, Disney! A Disney check! A Mickey Mouse check! Entitled Agatha, Coven of Chaos. Get into it! And don't forget to check out her podcast, Best Friends, with co-host Nicole Byer, also a friend of the show. Y'all, Best Friends is very funny and very fun. So get into it. Congregation, please welcome back Sashir Sameda. Sashir! Ah! Yes! Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back. We scammed you back and I love that for us. So glad to be back. I feel like I don't feel like I was a good guest the first time. You were time, excellent. Because I think... What are you talking about? N- I don't know. I, f- <laughs> I felt like... I think I was overwhelmed by how many scams you were <laughs> listing. And I was like... I think I was just... I feel too like my response was just like, wow, that's wild. That's crazy. Too much robbery. <laughs> too much fraud. Too much robbery. I was like, oh, no. I'm getting, I was getting triggered. I, <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> process everything. <laughs> you were excellent. You were amazing. But it's so good to have you back. And yes. we always ask our guests... What's your relationship with scams? Like, where are you at? And yeah. like, obviously, scams have overwhelmed you in the past. Yes. But like, yes. have yeah. you been scammed? Do you see scams happening? Like, it could literally be anything. Do you love them? Do you hate them? Anything. I feel like I got scammed so much when I was younger. Like, because I was just so green for like an unexcusable amount of time. Like, mm. I remember I lived in uh dc area for a little bit like right out right Ooh, out of chocolate college. city and that's where yeah us. <laughs> yes um but you know we scam us too so <laughs> I, remember, I i remember being on uh the the subway and 
this guy was asking people for money and he had this, you know, heartfelt story that was like, my sister's in New Orleans and I got to get to her, but the bus costs this much money and I only have this much money. Too many and I was details. like, oh my God. So it's so many details, but I, I bought into it. I was like, oh my God, his sister. And so I gave him some money and felt really good about myself and then came back to the subway at the end of the day. Guy still asking for money. And I was like, but I thought, but I gave... <laughs> I thought I gave enough. Why are you still thought, here? Don't you need, don't you have a bus to catch? <laughs> well, I don't understand. Um, she was like, I, I yeah, set you that's up. That's what happened to me all the time. Why are you still? But then I felt like, I felt like I got savvy, but I I think I almost fell for a scam the other day. I Someone <laughs> came to my house, like some young man, like I, like 18 or something, just walked up to my gate and I was walking to go to my yard and I was like, hello. And he was like, Hi, I have a sales pitch for pest control. I already have a pest control company that I mm. use, but I was like, I'll listen. And he was so nice and so sweet and informative. And he was like, do you have like these caterpillar things? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, do you have these kind of millipede things? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, then we got to sign you up. I was like, I guess so. And then I signed up and he was like, we'll come back tomorrow. And he was like, I get maybe he got me because he was like, we're we're at your neighbor's house. We're at Susan's house. We're at Jeffrey's house. Mm, that's how he got you. I he was like, I'm already yes. colloquial. I know the yes. girls in the neighborhood. And I was like, Susan and Jeffrey? I don't know Susan and Jeffrey. I know I know the people across the street and next to me. I don't know anyone else's name. <laughs> so he could have been making people up. And I've been like, yeah, if Susan and Jeffrey trust you, I must, I've got to trust you too. And then like an hour later, I was like, I don't think, that was, I don't think that was right. <laughs> I already have a system. I don't need another one. And then I Googled how to like quit the system. And it was like on, on their contract, it was like, you need to either mail in something to this like PO box Ma- oh, in Utah. No. Whenever they say mail in some shit, that's like, they gonna keep your ass. They gonna charge you yes. while the mail's going. Yep. Yeah. Or send a telegram. Telegram. I I don't even know what year. I don't even know what a telegram is. I don't know how they were even sending telegrams when telegrams existed. I was like, they said send a raven. Send a raven. (laughs) Get a carrier pigeon (laughs) with a a little backpack, and and then and then we'll we'll let you go. No, that's that's Mm -mm. you can't get out of that. And then eventually, at the very end of the paragraph, it was like, here's a phone number, and I was like, oh. They probably put it last because people get discouraged when they see Telegram and they're like, I guess I'm hooked. <laughs> I guess I can't get out of this. <laughs> I found the, te- the telephone number and I called them and they were like, you are number 67. And I was like, how? Oh. Either that's a lie and you want me to hang up or there are so many issues with this company that all these people are calling at the same time. And then the next day when they were supposed to come and do the treatment, some other young man, which I was also like, is this whole organization run by teenagers i don't like that either <laughs> and some other 18 year old it's like up you went like, to I'm a here. carnival you know how all the carnivals that get set up are run by teenagers yeah and it's like why it's is scary. a teenager putting me on a ride that could like catapult me into the ocean What what's happening Mm-mm. yeah i mean also the carnival rides are just like scary in general they come out of suitcases i don't trust that <laughs> they just popped if up you can pack up your <laughs> ride i'm not into it <laughs> no if you're no, like, okay, we done. Pack up the roller coaster. What? How? Mm-mm. I don't like that. I need it to be more sturdy. I need to feel like it's <laughs> s- 
secure to the ground. Right. I need a Statue uh, of Liberty ride. I'm not trying to get on some shit that y'all gonna move to the next city. That don't feel good to yeah. me. Yeah. But so... But then the carnival teen was like, okay, I'm here to do your treatment. And I was like, actually, I wanted to cancel. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, you just gotta call the guy who signed you up. And I was like, I don't have his number. <laughs> and then he gave me his number. And then I was like, okay, well, thanks. And he was like, sorry for bothering you. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. I almost stayed with him because they were so no! sweet. And then I called... the. I called the original teen and he was like, is there a problem with the service? And I was like, no, there's no problem. I just don't need this service. And he was like, because I can come by and explain it to you. And I was like, please don't come by. I will sign up for another thing. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You guys are too nice to me. And you're, you have little cherub's faces. I'm sure that's the, that maybe that's the hook. They're like, we'll send the cutest teens to everybody's house. Okay. So wait, how did this end? How did, how did it? I, I, Finished talking to the guy on the phone. He was like, we will cancel your subscription. And then I got an email confirmation. So I think it is happening. It is getting canceled. It's still ain't... <laughs> it's still in motion. It I guess it's canceled. in motion. <laughs> They're like, we'll send you a telegram to really confirm in 62 days. <laughs> you open your windows so the Raven can come yeah. in and give you the note that is canceled. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it's not canceled. <laughs> I mean, I need to check my bank statement to double check. <laughs> it says it's not canceled. It's not canceled. You still pay it. Away. <laughs> but I love your hopefulness. I love your enthusiasm. I, I was like, he said. He said it was canceled. So it's canceled. I don't know why I trusted this teen in the first place. Scams! Do you have an unemployed roommate at home? You know who I'm talking about. Children. Yes, Whitney said they are our future, and don't you want to invest in theirs? I know you want to set your children up for success. Maybe you want to save a little coin on private tutoring because we know that inflation is high and these wages are not getting higher, okay? Which is why I love IXL Learning. IXL Learning, it's an online program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. No more trying to scam your kids as you try to figure out their math equations and their homework. And you know you haven't seen a trapezoid in about 20 years, right? So let IXL help you out. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning and get IXL now. And Scam Goddess listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com goddess. Visit IXL.com goddess to get the most effective learning program out there for the best price. Finding the perfect t-shirt has always had me like Goldilocks, trying on shirts. This one's too hard. This one's too soft. And it fell apart because y'all know I got it from a cheap website. And this t-shirt from Skims is just right. From fit to quality, it is one of my, like, these are my favorite t-shirts. I have three different ones. Y'all know I love me an Onyx because I'm going to be wearing black all the time. Um, They have a cotton long sleeve jersey tee that I really like too because the material is so soft. But when I put it in the washer, she don't have a whole transformation or makeover. It's not move that bus when I take it out. She looks the way that she looked when I put her 
her in. And we know we cannot say that for all t-shirts, okay? So you can have staple t-shirts that you can mix and match and wear up or down. Maybe we're going to a fancy night out. Maybe we're going on a date. Maybe we're lounging around the house. I love these shirts so much because I can do so many different things with them. It's like, I'm telling y'all, Skims, they doing right over there. I got on the underwear right now. I can't give it up. I think they got me, y'all. I'm not even playing. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know I sent you. After you place your order, select Scam Goddess in the survey and select my show in the drop-down menu that follows. So sure, I need a fake name. We don't care about gender. Like, whatever mm-hmm. you want. Mm. I wish y'all could see her. She looks so beautiful. Like, oh my God. I, oh my I'm God. like gagging. I'm like, <laughs> but okay. But no, but give me a name. <laughs> um, How about uh, Willow? Ooh, I like that name. Willow. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I love that name. It always takes me back to Willow Smith. Because yes. it's like Will and Jada. And they were like, we're going to name a baby Willow. <laughs> like, It is really funny. They were like, we're, we love ourselves so much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if I'm going to have a baby, the baby going to be after me. Like, you know? Yeah. Lacille. I do like that. I got to find a Lacille. <laughs> Okay, Lace Seal sounds like. Please don't do Lace Seal. That's not like Lace a slave Seal. name. I'm sorry. It does not. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. How can I honor my myself with my baby name? Um, Lace Seal. Oh wait, Lace. Wait, mm-hmm. sure. Do you? What? What would? What would your baby uh, name be gosh. after you? It's got to sound uh, like your name, though. Yeah, so 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 That's not like soda. Bitch. That sounds like a soda. So Shasta. Well, I love me I some Sashastin. Like Sebastian. The orange one. The, I love orange Sashastin. No, no, no. I mean, yeah, this, uh, yeah. This is correct. I don't. I don't want Shasta in the name. Listen. I saw a tweet that was like affirmative action just got debunked, which we know happened with that Asian man, which like, bro, come on now. You from Canada. Mm-hmm. How could you do this to us? But everyone's like, okay, what are we going to name our kids now so they can get interviews? And Truly. then people were like, MLA with the L-E-I-G-H. <laughs> MLA. Kaylee with an E-I-G-H. <laughs> yeah. Listen, my mama set me up for success. Lacey, mostly. Yeah. They don't know. Could be anybody. The girls ain't never had knew <laughs> that I was yeah. black. I feel, I feel like Sashir, people assume I'm Indian before they meet oh, me because there are other Indian yeah. people named Sashir. Sashir. No, Sashir works. Sashir is a good one. I feel like that's like... I like it. They feel like you would be good at computers. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and I am not. So they are very disappointed. <laughs> They're gone indeed. And Sashir, they're like, she gonna be... She she know all the formats. She gonna be good mm-hmm. at computers. And I'm like, I do the arts. <laughs> They're like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> so when I show up and I'm like, where your key is at? Like, mm-hmm. I got it. I love I love the cheering. Y'all got snacks? <laughs> Very good. So um, going back to Willow. Willow says, hey, Lacey. My husband recently got scammed. And of course, I thought of you. <laughs> love that. 
Love that, Willow. Your husband got scammed and you were like, me. <laughs> so Willow hmm. says, my husband was recently scammed, right? So he wanted to fill out a ditch on our property. Okay. I don't own property. I'm a millennial. So I'm like, what? A ditch on our property? Okay. So, and figured it would be more cost effective to order dirt in bulk. Okay. I'm with him. I get it. He found his, he found this guy who could get a truckload of dirt. Okay. I'm still in Mm -hmm. it. I hear you. They delivered it and left an invoice where to remit the payment to the bill cost $225. Mm. Why we why we got remit payments like on the dirt? Okay. Yeah, I feel like you just pay for the dirt and that's it. That's the end of the whole. Right. That's the end of it's dirt. We could get that. We I could go get dirt right now. Like what? Mm-hmm. So the guy who he set up on the delivery with called and said, what's the bill say? Okay, sell me $325. Okay, now we've gone up $100. I'm confused. Mm. When my husband asked what the extra $100 was for, he said it was the delivery fee. But I had pointed out on the invoice, it said freight, which to my understanding is the cost of using the truck. I told him he should just pay the bill, but he ended up paying the guy. Now, Lacey, it's been a month and we just got another bill mailed to our house. Turns out the guy not only scammed us for $100, but after he paid the bill, he did a chargeback taking all, in caps, the money. I knew he was sketchy from the get because after my husband paid him, he offered to get us discounted stuff from Home Depot and Home Depot doesn't even give their employees a discount. We learned about Home Depot recently. Oh, no. I told my husband to stop talking to him. TLDR. He ordered stuff in my husband's name and took payment, then (sighs) didn't pay the bill. Oh, wow. Listen, contractors... I don't own a home, so I don't understand contracting stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of proud of the contractor for getting his extra $100 tip. He was like, <laughs> and also 100 for me. Mm, yeah. It's $100. Yeah. I deserve it. That's like $20 now. I remember when $20 used to be, when I was in college, $20 could hold me down for a week. Mm-hmm. And now $20 don't mean nothing. No, it's a sandwich. A sandwich. And now $100 yeah. is $20. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, it sucks. <laughs> but part of me is like, if you're at a point where you're paying for someone to fill dirt into your ditch, I think you can spare $100. Right. If you got a ditch to even fill dirt in, I don't have a ditch. I don't have a ditch. <laughs> I don't have a ditch. <laughs> I have a yard, but it doesn't have a ditch. Oh, wow, you That's got so a yard? What you ditch. doing with it? I do have a yard. <laughs> <laughs> What's that like? I sit in it. Ooh. I talk to the crows. It's and nice. The, and you see the sun. The sun is shining on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love yeah. that. I bought fake Birds grass from Home Depot, and I measured it, and I put it out on my little balcony. It's a very tiny balcony. I would take you over there with this yeah. computer right now if it wouldn't disrupt <laughs> everything that's recording. But I have a tiny little balcony 
and I put grass on it, and I was like, this is my yard. <laughs> That's great, though. At least it's like <laughs> the essence of a yard. We need to be able to touch some kind of grass. Some kind of grass? Like, mm-hmm. I listen, if that's all I have as a millennial, I'll take it. I just, yeah, I, I need something. So I, I, this scam, it's a scam. And also, Willow, you're a good wife. You told him it was a scam. He didn't mm-hmm. listen, which he should mm-hmm. have. But then he learned yeah. his lesson. And you could just sit over there, drink, sipping your tea, being like, mm, I told you. You don't have to even tell him you told him so. You can just look like, mm. I said mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. I love this for both of y'all. But also, Sashira's right. You have a ditch. And like, yeah, that's privilege. <laughs> <laughs> y'all have ditch money. Like, ditch money? I don't got <laughs> ditch money. I don't have ditch money. It's okay. You. I wish I had a hole. <laughs> I wish. So she got a a whole yard. I don't got a yard or anything to put a hole in. So <laughs> I had to put fake grass on concrete. Like, let's be yeah. so serious and for real. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back with historic hoodwinks. Robbery! Back in the 90s, Pepsi and Coca-Cola were in a heated race to try and win loyal customers by any means necessary. But when Pepsi launched an ambitious promotion that encouraged people to buy Pepsi and redeem points for prizes, they overlooked their own fine print in a major way. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Like, who at Pepsi thought it would be a good idea to advertise that people could earn enough points to redeem a military jet as a prize? When they launched their Pepsi points system, they never imagined somebody might try to actually snag it. But a 23-year-old did, and suddenly, Pepsi owed him a jet. Follow the big flop wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, do you feel that in the air? Yes, that is summertime. It's in the breeze. It's in the trees. And y'all know when the sky comes out, (laughs) the thighs come out. And as the weather gets hotter, it's time to say bye to jackets and sweaters and hey to shorts and tees. If you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. Y'all know I love Quince. If you want to be looking chic year after year with classic pieces that you can dress up, dress down, wear around town, you got to get into Quince. They have premium European linen dresses. I have one in green and oh, when I wear it, it is a showstopper. Blouses, shorts from $30, y'all. Washable silk tops, which I told y'all I love those. I actually went back and got it in navy. I got it in the white like cream and I just know when I wear it, I'm going to feel like Diane Keaton on the beach thinking about my life like white cream are you kidding me it's giving rich okay quince is that girl y'all know you see me in their pieces all the time get into it get warm weather ready with quince go to quince.com slash goddess for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns that's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess to get free shipping and 365 day returns q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash goddess and it's time for historic hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Sashir with a famous 
con group of criminals we don't know yet. Maybe we love them. Maybe we hate them. I don't know. So we're talking about Thomas Justice, who was once a promising cyclist prodigy with dreams of Olympic gold. But as an adult, he began using his bike for another purpose. Bank robbery. (laughs) Whoa. Okay. He had everything going on here. He got the gas station sunglasses. He was definitely at the (laughs) insurrection. But... (laughs) He has full bike gear. He's he like a, a whole smile. unitard. I, and and yeah, very he just robbed a bank. strong <laughs> bone structure. Bank robbery bone structure? I don't know. Yeah. So Tom began bicycling in 1983 at the age of 13. Okay, so a little privilege here because at 13, if your parents are like, go cycling, like you, you something going on that's working out. What were you yeah, doing at 13? 13? Like, um, did I even have a bike? I had a bike when I was young, but I feel like my parents were like, you bike here. You can bike in this cul-de-sac, not like go about. Till the streetlights come on. And, you could bike until yes. the streetlights came on. Okay. We need to know we can call you and you can come back to us. <laughs> Fair. I had a bike, but I didn't bike a lot. I wasn't an mm-hmm. outdoors kid. I wasn't a Stranger Things child where <laughs> I was just out finding demogorgons and shit. I just, I don't know. I was yeah. in the house on MySpace. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So in 1987, at the age of 17, he was selected to attend the Olympic training camp in Colorado Springs. Wow. So he was wow. really biking. Yeah. He had the wheels turning because Olympics? Okay. At 17. And now we have an image really of him. Good. Look at him. He looking, he biking this Sponsored five. by Pepsi. Okay. Sponsored by Pepsi. Okay. You know, they, there was a viral tweet that was I mean, like, it's like him, Britney Spears. Sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. Beyonce too, I think. Every, I think Beyonce, Beyonce touring for Pepsi as well. Yes. All the greats are sponsored by Pepsi. Because Pepsi's like, I know y'all love Coke, but please come over here. Just <laughs> please, please. We have we have celebrities, please. It's tasty. It's tasty for a second. Come over here. But also, I saw a viral tweet that was like, I wish that politicians could wear NASCAR jackets where every single sponsor was all over the jacket. Ooh, and then we get to see everybody yeah. who's sponsored by the NRA. Everybody, yeah. you know, like... Big oil. Oh, yeah. I want a jacket Ooh. with big oil. I want you to have to go to work every day showing us who's paying you. Like, that would be really nice. It's a money grab. Of course, that'll never happen. I think I want to be a politician at some point because I'm a scammer and I'm like, well, if y'all not going <laughs> to help nobody, the then I'm, you know, if yeah. you can't beat them, mm-hmm. if you can't beat them, join them. Play their game. <laughs> but he does look like a cyclist here. It's giving um, Live Strong bracelet you know <laughs> very much it's giving so. lance armstrong i see it and i believe it mm-hmm. yeah so when he yeah he has he has muscles on his knee knee muscles is crazy that's crazy knee muscles like i just be mm-hmm. trying to keep my I, I got good knees i got houston knees making the stallion knees and i'd be trying to keep them together but but muscle on your knee is i gotta go to the gym after this like you're an athlete yeah Cause I need more knee muscle. I'm honestly intimidated. <laughs> You're right. It's like he got hook ass like chicken wings above his knee. That's crazy. 
Yeah, I'm just trying to sustain. I'm just trying to make sure my cartilage doesn't wear right. down too much more than it has. And he got the sexy aerodynamic helmet. Like, that shit is for moving fast. Like, my, my helmet is just a box. His is like, <laughs> a, a, like it's kind of like a little triangle in the front for aerodynamicness. Yeah. 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 I like that. I like that for him. And I like that for us. So... When he graduated high school, he planned to continue training at Southern Illinois University and work to eventually qualify for Olympic trials. But over the course of the six years he attended Southern Illinois, Tom's momentum for his promising career stagnated as he slacked on training, took up chain smoking, and leapfrogged across majors, including philosophy, sociology, and theater. So he was like, I got a little lost. And also, I like a little cigarette. <laughs> I like that they added chain smoking as if that's like real bad stuff. Real, he's bad. doing drugs. They're like he took up chain smoking, which means he smoked not even just one <laughs> cigarette, but like a lot of cigarettes in a row. He kept that means smoking. He's got a problem. Yeah, <laughs> he one would be done, and then he'd light up another, Mm-mm. a degenerate. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean. But I kind of get it, though, in context, because if you're doing something, what's the word? It's not anaerobic. It's like, um, aerobic? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. aerobic. Where, like, you need your lungs to function yeah. at a high capacity, yeah. and then you smoke it. They were like, mm-hmm. bro, you can't be smoking and, 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 and doing this. This is true. I'm sure he was <laughs> coughing all over everybody. I get it. So Tom graduated in 1994 and moved to Los Angeles to train alongside U.S. Olympic teams, but did little to stand out. So when he was there, they was like, thanks for coming to the party, but you're not making the times. You're not making the fat Mm -hmm. times. You're not making what we need. You got to go. He soon gave up and moved back to Chicago, where he shared an apartment with his girlfriend, Laura, and found a job as a social worker up shared an apartment with your girlfriend Laura that's giving Laura was paying the rent and you was yes, giving yes, yes. the dick <laughs> don't move in with me if you're no. not gonna pay these bills no he's not no longer a professional cyclist he's smoking all the time Mm-mm. chain smoking that. chain smoking how dare he <laughs> no So, but without his Olympic dreams, Tom found his job even more monotonous and boring and created a list of fantasies he could choose to replace cycling dreams. Helicopter pilot, locker picker, lock picker, okay, priest, and EMT. They're all over the place. We got helicopter pilot, (laughs) lock picker, priest, and EMT. He was manifesting hard. I don't know in which direction. He kind of just spread it out. (laughs) A lot of varying options. I'm just... Why was Priest on the list? <laughs> he went from lock picker, which I think is a crime, <laughs> to Priest. Well, okay. If you get locked out of your house, somebody got to pick your lock. You got to call the locksmith. They just call it Smith. But that's a locksmith. Yeah, <laughs> but it's lock still smith. a lock picker. It's just they put Smith to make it classy. <laughs> and they're like, we I can guess. break into your home and your car at any time, but we are Smithisons. So it's less bad. We're professional Smiths. Yeah. Don't call the cops on us. We're Smiths. We Smithsons. Okay. So don't, you know, chill. Chill. Don't call the authorities. 
And I love mm-hmm. that. I love that locksmiths were like, we can break into anything. And they were like, let's make this a business because people get locked out and we'll do it yeah. ethically. An ethical lock picker. I'm not mad at yeah. it. But yeah, he, so. he's all over the place. Helicopter pilot, which is the most dangerous plane, because if a helicopter yeah. goes down, nobody lives. If a plane goes no. down, you might be on lost. But if a helicopter mm-hmm. goes down, it's over for your ass. Like it's like yeah. boom, but balloon. It's like all, <laughs> all five of you are gone. Cham. So, but <laughs> so search for another career path. I understand that he's lost. He's like, I need another career. How do you feel right now? Like your career has been blooming. You've got this stand up special. You, you, you obviously are the queen of SNL. Like you, you've had so much. What do you feel like? Has there ever been a moment where you're like, hmm, what, what's going on? Hmm. Oh, definitely. Like in the beginning when things weren't sticking in the entertainment industry, uh, I've thought of like, what else would I do? And I think I met that woman whose career I would aspire to be. I worked at like a bunch of clothing stores in my early 20s. I worked at a lingerie shop, but none of the it was like for for small titties. (laughs) It was was like bralettes, the idea of a bra. Uh And I have breastesses, so I need support. And so people would be like, how does this fit? And I couldn't answer. But also at this lingerie shop, we had like a little rack of vintage clothing Mm -hmm. And the dealer who would come to give us the vintage clothing to sell, I can't remember her name, but she wore like layers of black and linen. And she was like, she had a warehouse in Union Square that was full of her clothing. And she was like, yeah, my boyfriend just builds motorcycles and we travel across the country going to estate sales and garage sales, buying stuff for cheap and then selling it for a lot of money in New York. And I was like, I want that life. I want that. I could see that for you. A tastemaker. Just tastemaking across the country and then bring it back to the city. Ooh. Yeah. I think I would be... I think I would be in politics. I think you'd be good at it. I, I, I... All it is is being a theater performer. You just lie to people to get their votes and then maybe you do some of the stuff they want. Like, but you want to stay in office. You can't do everything. And you're just a liar. Like, Mm -hmm. I I could do that so well. It's what acting is. It's like they give us that, you know, (laughs) script, that book of lies, and then we lie. So just put on a fedora, get that confidence ah! up. A fedora will, if you can wear a fedora out there, your confidence <laughs> is on 10 billion and yes. I want to be with you. I, I want to mm-hmm. be with you. I want to know you <laughs> like I need it. So a search for another career path. Tom's first choice was priesthood. Funny. You said that you were like, uh, why? I'm still like, mm-hmm. why? So he applied to seminary, but was rejected when he admitted he couldn't remember the last time he went to confession. <laughs> Okay, now why would you say that? You had you had an interview. You know how interviews go. Yeah. They always ask you like, okay, so what is your biggest weakness? And you gotta lie. And I've said this yes. before on the podcast. You gotta lie and be like, lie. I love working so hard, and sometimes I just get caught up in working so hard, and that's my weakness. <laughs> is I just will give my whole life to the job, and I'll die for the company. What's the company? Yes. <laughs> Walmart, I'll fucking blue light special myself. I will die. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm a perfectionist. I just do everything like too well, like really too good. I lay this awake at thing. night thinking about <laughs> Mr. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I'll die for him. And they're like, okay, we'll hire you. Like we all know. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. went to interviews at the Drug Enforcement Administration. Oh, the DEA? Not, Ooh. I ain't never seen this spelled out like this, Caitlin. The Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA, where they, listen, the DEA is just a gang, just yeah. like the police. They do the same shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, well, we'll let this cocaine in the country, <laughs> we'll, but not this cocaine. And, and, and we'll, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's all a scam. So he yeah. went to interviews right at the DEA and cold called auto recovery companies after being inspired by the film Repo Man, but found no success with either. Now, Repo Man reminds me of, I have to say this about my mom. And if you guys went to the live show, you met my mom. My mom always like renames shit. In a crazy way. <laughs> I called her one day and I was like, hey, what's up? What you doing? And she was like, oh, it's just me and daddy. We laying in the bed. We watching uh, Retook. And I was like, what's Retook? Is that like a good movie? I should watch it. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch it. I was like, okay, well, where is Retook? What streaming platform? Whatever. She was like, well, it's um, Taken 2. Uh, oh, <laughs> and I was like, "Take it! Why'd you call it retook?" She was like, "Cause they retook them. They just take it too." I was like, "They took them again." <laughs> and I was like, "You're annoying." I mean, it's <laughs> essentially the same thing. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I was googling retook and was like, "I can't find it." it she was That's like, very funny. <laughs> take it too, bitch! I'll kill you. Like what? <laughs> annoying. <laughs> Everyone in my family is annoying. Taken two, took it again. Right, and, right. And then she came up and she was like, retook, take it again. Got him one more time. Like, what, what are you saying, Lori? What, what's the movie called? Hmm. No clue to this day. So at the age of 27, Tom, he even entered boot camp at the French Foreign Legion, one of the few military groups in the world that accepts non-citizens. Of course, because they're French. Um, sorry, French people. <laughs> we live like, whoever. If you want to fight, for, like we're not even fighting, right? The French are if like, you want to fight for us? I guess <laughs> the French are like, y'all want to just do a little cute little military thing because we're not going to war. Like, and I yeah, love that about the we French. We wear fun outfits. <laughs> we got cute fits. We got vibes. Mm-hmm. We're not going to war. And I love that because no. I don't I don't think we should go to war no more. Like, no, it's always a war about two men who want to send all their homies to fight. It's like y'all go to Antarctica, find a little piece of like ice and y'all get on there and y'all fight. Like, leave us out of it, Putin. Yeah. Leave us out of it. Yeah. People don't need to yeah, die unnecessarily because like- y'all got egos. Y'all go square up. And then tell us who won. Put it on live stream. Yeah. Do it gladiator style. You two just fight. We'll root for our country. Right. Or not, if we don't agree. We'll do it like FIFA. We'll do it like the World Cup. We'll be rooting <laughs> for who we want our, our dictator to win. But we don't need to be involved. Like, Mm-mm. we don't need no more wars. It's very ghetto. Like, we should stop that. Yeah. So... However, Tom was released shortly after nearly strangling a 19-year-old Moroccan recruit who had been antagonizing him. 
antagonist to him. I'm on the side of the Moroccan. I don't know if, like, how was he? Nothing de- nothing deserves strangulation. He told you to shut your ass up, but you probably should have shut up, Tom. I think I'm not mm-hmm. on Tom's side. But let's no. see. So with each failure or rejection, Tom's relationship with Laura, remember, he moved in with that oh, woman. Yes. Mm-hmm. And was living rent-free, just giving her dick. Mm-hmm. Laura got a good She's job. Like, okay. She got a good job at computers or something. She got a good job. Yeah. She's like, I guess if you want to try the French army, go for it. I'll be here. So with each failure and rejection, Tom's relationship with Laura became more strained as she wanted to settle down and he was desperate to find his purpose. So that to me feels like a reframing of, nigga, you don't got no job and I need you to pay some of these bills. And she was like, you're not paying no bills. Can you pay my bills? Can you pay my automobiles? Can you pay my telephone bills? Maybe we could chill. No, I don't think you do. Tom. Tom. I don't think Tom could. And ain't. And won't. Mm -mm. No. So then one night in 1988, Tom revisited his list of potential careers, which now included at the bottom of the letters, B.R., bank robber i love that he thought that was a career because it is bank robbing takes studying it takes it takes you know action it takes gumption i think it's a career yeah if you do also i like that he put br in case someone stumbled on his list like he's like i don't i don't want anyone to (laughs) i love that for him to know (laughs) that i'm considering bank robbery so sure you're right I love that for him because he was like, "Mm, I don't want the girls to know that I'm doing the crime is also a part of my career plan. Mm -hmm. As it should be. Crime can be a career. Crime is a career. That's what this podcast is about. So Tom, the bank robber, Tom's first heist was planned around Halloween of 1998. Listen, 98. Still the time of cocaine criminals, you know, it's when everybody's like Mm -hmm. chilling, but he's like, I'm going to go harder. I like it. So on October 23rd, he quickly snuck his bike out from his parents' garage and put on a pair of khakis, a blue Oxford button-down, a striped tie, and a navy blazer with a jack-o'-lantern decal pinned to it over his cycling spandex. So he on his bike robbing banks. But he's (laughs) dressed up like Like he's a... a, Yeah, like he's a door-to-door cut-coat knife salesman. <laughs> but on Halloween. And I love that for him. I want that for me. Like, he put on a fit. I think there's yeah, something good there's about that. Plan. Yeah. If you were at a bank. Over the bike outfit? So, sure. If you were at a bank doing your deposits mm-hmm. because you're mm-hmm. a very talented and successful rich woman, how would you feel if someone came in and they had on that fit? Like, would that feel good? Like, I feel like that's better than a hoodie. This is true. I'd be like, wow, this is a successful businessman also depositing his money. He probably has ditch money to deposit. <laughs> Not a ditch. He got a ditch for sure. He, he, this, this guy has a ditch. You see the suit? Right. He not robbing us regular. He robbing us in Brooks Brothers, which is a step above. And I appreciate that. So as a disguise, he wore Rick James-like black braided wig with short bangs and a pair of oversized Jackie O sunglasses. So, okay, okay. (laughs) So he did do a little blackface. (laughs) No. What? (laughs) 
Tom, what is that? <laughs> Tom said, I'm probably your bank, bitch. I'm Rick James, oh, bitch. Yeah. Fuck, Fuck your bank. <laughs> Fuck your bank. Fuck your couch. <laughs> oh my God. I, I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm Tom. I'm back on your side. I, I, I left for a little bit because I like you, but now I'm like, yeah, I'm with it. Wow. So he rode his bike to the American National Bank branch in Libertyville, Illinois. Walked into the bank and handed the teller an index card with a message. The teller immediately took his bag and loaded it up with cash before handing it back over. And Tom biked away from the bank with $5,580, roughly $10,411 today. This is like Mm -hmm. 1998, right? He later compared the rush of robbing banks to the sensation of drinking four cups of coffee and taking an intensely hot shower while holding back the urge to pee. I I don't understand the urge to pee. so (laughs) specific. But... But you know when you pee sometimes after like you ain't think you was gonna be able to pee like maybe you're at a festival maybe you had some shit and like <laughs> you're like oh god where's the restroom and you're like running and then when you pee it's like orgasmic it's like oh I'm peeing yeah. that's a really good feeling yeah and peeing in a good place like if you gotta pee off the yeah. side of the road you're like oh I feel so bad about myself <laughs> but if you get to pee in a good place when you gotta pee so bad you'd be like ooh. Yeah, he found a hotel lobby somewhere. It's nice. It smells good. So the money sat in a gym bag in a closet of his childhood bedroom before he took 20s. So he took two 20s and dumped the rest between several fast food dumpsters. I don't understand why you would do that, but okay. Mm. He only had $5,000. Like robbing a bank and getting $5,000, I I guess because it was 10K. Even 10K, that's not enough to fix your life. Like, 10K is enough to get you through, like, a solid nine months. But, like, not enough to be you good. Like, what? So, on October 27th, 1999. And certainly not enough to divvy up amongst Oh, no. And and not amongst friends. If you had a getaway driver, like, how much you paying them? Baby driver? Well, he had his bike. You're right. He was on his bike and he was pedaling super hard. His calves are good. He's yes. Listen, he didn't become an Olympic cyclist, but he found a way to use his Olympic <laughs> training yes. to to do something special, which is Rob Banks. Mm-hmm. So on October 27th, 1999, Tom reached another hit of adrenaline and targeted the Lake Forest Branch Northern Trust. This time, escaping with three thousand. $247. It's like around 6K today. Okay, that's less. I need him. And, uh, yeah, he went down. You're right. <laughs> that's this less. Is declining. The chart's not trending in the right direction. <laughs> that's less. <laughs> we, You're right. He, he need to be going up. He going down. He should be going up. It, you should be getting better at this. I don't know. Okay. Tom, what's going on? So he put the 20s and $100 bills into paper bags and discarded them in alleys where he knew homeless people would find them and hid all the $2 bills in bushes outside of his apartment for his landlord and small children to find. Okay, so now he's Robin Hood. Tom, I'm back on your side for real. Like, you just, oh, I thought this was for himself. You Robin giving Hanks and giving it away? Wow. Okay. 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 I- that is nice. It's confusing because he himself 
for sure needs money. Yeah, he does. But like, he cool as fuck. I I, I like it. I, I yeah. love it. So on January 14, 2000, Tom hit his third bank, the LaSalle Bank in Evanston. The woman at the teller desk asked, are you serious? Oh, she black. <laughs> I know she is. Are you serious? <laughs> you trying to rob us right now? Be so serious and for real. <laughs> so anyway, I saw you pull up on a bike. There's no way. There's so you no robbing way us with a doing. bike. I feel like <laughs> no. So she, I feel like that's exactly what it was. She saw that bike. She saw him pull up on that bike, and she was like, yes. "So you gonna bike away, my guy? Very ghetto. <laughs> Get a car. What is you doing? <laughs> Be so serious and for real." <laughs> about robbing a bank. This is the most unserious bank robbery. <laughs> she was trying to help him. She was like, uh, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. No. You are so right. You are so right. She, Because, wh- baby, what is you doing? She's like, I work here, so no. I can't help you that much. But also, what is you doing? What are you doing? You did not come prepared. So the woman at the teller desk asked, are you serious? Before filling his <laughs> bag with $2,599. Damn. That's less. That is even less. What's happening? <laughs> he is really bad at this. Why are we going downhill? We need to be elevating. So it's like $5,000 today. But still less than his first, right? And allowing him to walk out the door. Between the third and fourth robberies tom rekindled his dreams of becoming an olympic cyclist i'm sure you did because you were cycling away from these damn banks so fast she was like i got good times now (laughs) he's like i'm really good at this (laughs) so he moved to california to train to get in the best shape of his life but the monotony called him back to crime and over the Mm. because remember he was peeing good he was he was having a thrill up his leg yes (laughs) i get it I get it. So Tom went on a crime spree. Because <laughs> he was like, I miss crime. So from Valentine's Day to March 24th, 2000, Tom hit four banks, including two on the same day. Ooh, in Encitas and Carlsbad, California. Yes, yeah, too cocky. Two on the same day. You, you, you mm-hmm. hit one bank robbery and you needed another nut. Like, you couldn't just... Listen, yeah, have I slept with time. people who were like, Let's go again. And I'm like, yeah, that's fun. But that's why you're still there. It's different if you leave their place mm-hmm. and then go to a different place. Oh, yeah, that's different. And then fuck. Yeah, you're right. Which I know people who do that. I do, but too. But that's like a lot. It it's is. a lot. And, and you know what? They know it's a lot, too, because the people who have told me that they fuck two people in a day, they always confess it like, okay, I did a lot. And, they, and they're like, <laughs> I got to tell you. But they're not like, this is normal. They're like, I did a lot. I did a lot. They're like, this might be strange. Don't judge me. Right. But this is what I did. You're very non-judgmental. So sure. I feel like we have that in common. We're mm-hmm. very non-judgmental. And uh, people tell me crazy shit all the time. But I think it's also because I'm nosy. Like, I want to know. And, I, and I'm oh, a yeah. vault. Like, either I'm going to forget what you told me or I'm going to remember, but I'm not going to tell nobody because... It's, I want to know more. I want to always know. I want the secrets to keep coming. Yeah. I don't want you to feel like I betrayed your trust. Like, I'm like, tell me everything messy you doing because I'm living vicariously. I'm living. Yes. I'm like, me too. (laughs) Me as well. Yeah. It was like, oh, I support this. I I personally will not do any of that. But I, you get it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I won't do you it. Did it for the both but, of us. <laughs> but I want to hear about it. I want to know. Yes. I need the details. All mm-hmm. the details. Like, like, yeah. what did the house look like? What the couch was given? What the pillows was given? Like, d- everything. So, yeah. I'm with it. So, at his last bank, the young teller offered him a second drawer, too, and he walked with his biggest score yet. Okay? So, here we get it back. So, we might get okay. more money. $10,274, nearly 20K today. So, he got, he came back up. Okay. There we go. But not long after, Tom suffered an injury while training, which permanently shut down whatever Olympic dreams he had. Now, I told y'all mm. at the live show, you got to stretch before your robberies. You got to get, you got to engage with your body, set your intentions. I'm here to steal. I'm here to take. <laughs> Fuck the system. Like, every day you got to wake up and have intentions. <laughs> Shout out to Lord Chen. She sends me meditations all the time and I listen to them and I'm like, yes, for the day of robbery. Yeah. Yeah. You could pull something because there's a lot of, um, yeah, adrenaline's pumping through your body. You're doing things you're not normally doing. I can see it. Exactly. And like the first woman, you're special. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you set tons of intentions for that. So many. Yes. I definitely did stretch a lot and meditate (laughs) before (laughs) shooting that special. Because it's like I'm performing like I usually do, but different. There's there's different circumstances in here. There's like a a high intensity energy happening because we're filming. Yeah. And I want it to be good. It's in perpetuity. Perpetuity. Yeah. Perpetuity. (laughs) Yes. And Um, and how did you feel when it was over? Like, how did you feel when oh. you were done? Because for me, I re- weirdly, the feeling after I do shit live is the best. Like, I'm like, up, yeah. b- up before it, I'm like, oh, God, I got to make it good. It's got to be good. But then afterwards, I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. How did you feel afterwards? Honestly, probably like that nice pee. It felt like I took a nice piss and I've been <laughs> holding it for hours. <laughs> A nice like, piss and a release. good Japanese toilet that was like warm yes. booty seat. Oh, yes. yes. It had a bidet in there. I got a little splash, splash. Yes. It was nice. <laughs> At my birthday, all the toilets were Japanese. I didn't even realize. Like they were Ooh, all like warm nice. on my booty. And I was like, what the hell? Yes. It really feels so luxurious. <laughs> had to. So we wrapping it up. So Tom returned back to Chicago where Laura dumped him for good because he wasn't making no money. He moved in with George, a roommate he had found on Craigslist who happened to be a cop. Not what? Ooh. Oh, my God. And so we have an image coming up here. But so, oh, OK, so this is Tom. So once Tom recovered from his injury, he returned back to bank robbing. And while not all his attempts went off perfectly, he continued to get away uncaught. Now, that bicycle I think that's what ate. Because like a car, I feel like people could chase you more. A bicycle, you can go down yeah. alleyways. You can go in somebody's backyard. True. You can like... You can bob and weave. Yeah, it ain't no fucking license plate on the bicycle. You could just dump that bitch for a second and then hop in the Carol's backyard. Like, you're good. Like, y'all rock banks on bikes. Y'all gotta get y'all, y'all uh, <laughs> leg strength up. Y'all gotta get y'all... Um, get those knee muscles. Right, you gotta get your knee muscles because he had good mm-hmm. knee muscles. And you got to yeah. get your calves. Get your calves up so you can rob these bangs. Okay? So, 
Once Tom recovered from his injury, he returned back to bank robbing, and, you know, it wasn't all cute. However, as his bank robber career grew, so did his drug use. Oh, no! Which had led him to make increasingly reckless decisions. More cigarettes? (laughs) (laughs) Not more chain smoking? No! No! (laughs) So Tom began taking ecstasy every weekend. Okay, Tom, are you gay? (laughs) Because ecstasy every weekend is very gay. That's a gay. Yeah. That's a gay activity. I know yeah, so many gays who are like, listen, we got B twelve, we got you know, all, uh, w- w- what else? Magnesium. We got all uh-huh. the things to get you back after you had ecstasy. So I know what's going on. Time you gay. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> so, oh no, and he was smoking crack. During the Ooh. week, okay, crack and bank Ooh. robbery makes sense to me. Because crack, I think, if I smoke crack, I would think I would be like, let's rob a bank today. Yeah. I think that's kind of impulsive. And then ride energy. away on a bike? That's crackheaded. <laughs> <laughs> you robbing a bank and riding off on a bike? That's crackhead energy. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So... He was smoking crack during the week while pursuing a master's in education at DePaul University while hitting banks in his spare time. I uh, erudite, erudite, but also a crack, uh, like yeah. smoking crack. I love it. I don't. I mean, I don't. I can't. That's the multitasking level. <laughs> I can't. I can't attain. I can't attain He's it. Classes. <laughs> He's showing up to class eight a.m. And he got his essays ready. No, he got his MLA format. He got his. No. <laughs> oh my god! I love I it. I say MLA format in so long. Right? <laughs> he cited his sources. Like I, <laughs> but on crack. I. But on crack. I love it. Listen. Wow. Before I knew I had ADHD, we was taking Adderall in college to finish our papers. Like, that's crack. Like, I, yeah, I don't take Adderall. I take Vyvanse. It's less cracky to me. But if you take Adderall, no shade. Like, but crack. It's all crack. So, it is. Though Tom gave away or tossed most of his money, he did find $1,200 to buy a secondhand bright orange Steelman bike. So he did get himself another bike so he could ride away. Oh, that's a nice bike. Bikes be expensive. Nice. I was like, it's two wheels. It's not a car. What do, y'all got four <laughs> wheels. But, but they be expensive. But also, I love that he was giving away so much of his money. I don't know. It feels like Robin Hood to me. I... It is. It's very altruistic. If you were robbing banks to share, would you give mm-hmm. some of the money away? Or what would you do? I would keep a lot of it. Because <laughs> I put myself at risk. Mm-hmm. I went through a lot to get this. I risked my safety. Same. My I agree. identity. I'm keeping this. I, agree. I might give some to my family. But I'm not just going to put it in an alley for people to find. Right. I ain't even going to know no. who's going to find it. You could be a nasty Mm-mm. man finding money and feeling like, oh, nastiness is that be good. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I got to hand it out. People. I would give some away, yeah. but I got to hand it out. I got to know who it's going to. Yeah. So, yeah. Steelmans were made in such small quantities and high quality by a single craftsman. They're often called the Ferraris of bicycles. So, that's this bicycle that we're looking at right now. Well, 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 he got him the Ferrari. Oh, I love that it's called a steel man, too. Because he's, like, he's a steel man. He's like, I'm going to use <laughs> it me. to steal. I'm literally a steel yes. man. I lo- 
Perfect. Wow. <laughs> wow. What a discovery. So Tom's newest getaway vehicle would prove to be his undoing. Oh, no, because this is a Ferrari, a bicycle. So remember, I said this accidentally early, but he was riding away on them bikes. Nobody could catch him. Now he's on mm-hmm. the Ferrari of bikes. Mm. They know who purchasing these motherfuckers is what I'm thinking. Ooh, yes. Because it's an expensive bike. So mm-hmm. if they see the bike and it's orange, like what we saw, it's like very labeled. This could yeah. be a problem. You should have stayed yeah. with the Fisher Price that you were used to. Yeah. You should have stayed. Yeah. I don't even know bike names, but you should have stayed with the basic bikes. And they're like, oh, he went away on a red bike. Everyone's got a red bike. <laughs> Ever. Right. Everybody they, got a brown yeah, bike. It, everybody got a red bike. Everybody mm-hmm. got a basket. But an orange bike with orange tires. Like, or not tires, yeah. but like the orange, like... Um, rims. Rims. Yeah, that's different. You can't be yeah. robbing banks in a signature bike. You got too cocky. Damn. Yeah, because look, the handles is orange. Everything orange. Like, oh, no. Damn. All right. So on March 7th, 2002, officers received a description of a bike related to the choir boy robber. Tom had recently been dubbed this name due to the fact that he folded his hands during robberies so as to not leave fingerprints. So they called him the choir boy because he was over here doing prayer hands when he robbed people. Mm-hmm. He was like, God he bless. Wanna, he want to be a priest. <laughs> Run me that money. God bless. Okay, so he's folding his... Okay, they're not in prayer hands, but they're like, Folded inner digit. Damn, head huh. down and a hat. This before masks. It's before COVID. Yeah. Damn. Not much of a disguise, but all right. So Tom was biking on his way home from his latest job when he was stopped by police with the money still in his messenger bag. Damn, he didn't even give it away yet. He took he took off before they could look inside and a police chase ensued before he lost the cops and hid in a beaver's den at the side of a creek to escape the arrest. I know that's right. Because he's on a bike. Bike robbery is like maybe the way. So yeah. along the way, he was forced to abandon his beloved steelman along the creek 50 feet upstream where cops discovered it while he had hid just feet away. In the middle of the night, he emerged and made his way home, seeming to have gotten away with his latest robbery. But authorities had their first solid piece of evidence tying him to the robberies. In April 2002, Tom crossed the border into Tijuana trying to find an illegal passport before nearly being stabbed by a cartel member. Not the cartel! Oh, boy. Meanwhile, the FBI was able to track down the owner of the Steelman through its serial number. See, you can't find nothing nice. Serial numbers. I knew that was coming. And before Mm -hmm. long, had a warrant out for Thomas Justice. Authorities tracked him down just miles from his parents' home where he was arrested. He confessed almost immediately and was sentenced to 11 years. He was released in 2011 and returned to recreational cycling. Over the course of four years, Tom robbed 26 banks in 16 cities across the U.S. According to most recent updates, Tom Justice, a.k.a. the choir boy, worked at a donut shop in Illinois before finding a job as a social worker. Damn, he really has had hella careers. He he was a social worker. I like Tom. I think I think I (laughs) like Tom. I, I like his vibe. I like that he was like, I'm stealing, but I'm giving a little bit back so it's ethical. That is nice. 
Yeah, honestly, Tom is of the people. He does want to help his community. Greta Thunberg. He's social He work. on a bike. <laughs> he not fucking up the planet. He's he's giving back <laughs> to the environment. Like, he biking. Yeah. And the yeah. biggest purchase he's doing he crime, made but... was a $1,200 bike. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. And that took him down because he should have stuck with his mantra, which was keeping yeah. it cheap. <laughs> You gotta keep it cheap. I bet you one of them bikes that he was riding off under bank robbery, like the tire popped or some shit. And he was like, ah, this is so ghetto. And then he was like, let me get yeah. a good Ferrari bike. And then it fucked him up. Yeah. Let's look at this video real quick before we get to the end of the show. Mm-hmm. But like Barry and I were looking back at the pictures from over 20 years ago and I can recognize who that is. That was his girl. But I can see a I thought spirit was his reflected in that photo that... I no longer associate with. Maybe no one else can see it, but I can see it. I don't know what is wrong with that guy, but I I'm glad that he's better now. Tom is fine. I would be with him. <gasps> I would be with him. I I like Tom. I think he's so fine. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Look, money is protected by the FDIC. Like, we're fine if people rob banks. People print money every day. Like, and I say people because we use the terms government and and these shadow terms kind of make things seem bigger than they are. But at the end of the day, it's always just people. So people print money and Mm -hmm. Tom is fine. And I want to be with him. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Tom, text me. (laughs) <laughs> I love you. <laughs> yeah. I like that he's also like on the other side of it. He's very reflective. He's probably like a motivational speaker or something. He's just like, yeah. He's like, I don't know that I came, guy I anymore. came a long way. I don't know him. I used to rob banks, but not anymore. I care about the people. I love I want that. him to know him again. I would rob banks for time. Oh my God. I'm like <laughs> turned on. This is crazy. I I want him. Okay. Anyway. You're like, Tom, I have a car. And I don't even I like can. men no more. Like, I'm tired of men. Like, I am done with men. Like, I've had so many bad things happen with men that I'm like, I can't deal with y'all no more. Like... But I'm like Tom. But Tom, I come. I might sit my toe back in the pool with Tom, but <laughs> anything else is like non-binary people and women. Like that's where I'm at. And like, mm-hmm. I don't like when queer girls are like, oh, I'm done with men now. It's just women. Like I think that's so annoying. Yeah. I'm just saying that like I've been dating both, and I was like, I'd rather just be with fems and yeah, non-binary people. We took a, we did a survey. We did it. We. Had a hypothesis. Turns out the result is men are not great. No, nobody's raising them. I think they could be great. This is really true. And like, this is really on true. couples therapy. I just did that with Naomi and we was talking like at the show and there were a lot of like really cool men, cisgendered men there. And I was like, y'all cool. Like, I appreciate y'all. And then a queer woman on the show, I'm not going to say who, but she was like, no, we don't reward men for just being, like, nice. And I was like, look, we have to because they need praise. They need love. They didn't get it. And if they're at least strong enough to try to be kind people, then I'm going to give you your praise and your flowers and your love because I want you to continue to be that way. Like, I know we got to be like, oh, they don't deserve because they assholes and they ruin our lives. Yeah. But... 
if you were trying to be a good person as a sister to Ben, listen, I'm going to give you your flowers because I appreciate yeah. it because it is so rare. So <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> it's not that me praising people for doing the bare minimum. It's me just being like, people need praise and love. Yeah. All of us. Yeah. We do. So this is the end of the show. So Cher, you've been amazing. We're a little over time, so I'm going to get you out of here with your gorgeous self. I just can't get over how good you look. We don't, this is not a visual podcast, so you're not going to see it. (laughs) You'll see the photos when they come out on the Instagram, but like, you look amazing. I just, I can't, can't deal. So, scammer of the week. We're talking about a scammer that maybe is worth our praise, maybe not. Tom was, I feel Mm -hmm. like, I like Tom. But let's see. I don't know if they are going to be. So one woman from East Bay, California, was targeted by a phone scammer and her bank let it happen. Oh, no. Oh, no. So Anna Boris received a call from a Wells Fargo banker caller ID telling her they were investigating some fraud and asking if she was trying to wire $20,000 from her savings account. When she said that wasn't her, the person on the other end told her she needed to wire the $20,000 plus $5,000 to a brand new fraud attempt. Oh, no. Where it would be safe from the scammers trying to take it. So I told y'all, people are copying phone numbers now, just like AI. You can copy a phone number and then call people and it'll look like it's coming from the IRS. It'll look like it's coming Mm -hmm. from your bank. It'll look like it's coming from someplace official. You have to hang up and call the institution back from the number. Mm -hmm. Don't play. If they're asking for, like I told y'all, banks, the government, anything Any institution that has your information will treat you like Jonah Hill. They will treat you like a jealous boyfriend. And they will be like, well, well, what's your middle name? Okay. And then what's your mama maiden car? And and, and, uh, what's your daddy's first pet? Like, they're not going to just volunteer your information. And they're certainly not going to ask you to send money to someplace, like, without verification. Like, you just have to trust that, like... Hang the fuck up. Hang up. Yes. It's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Hang up. Nothing happens if yeah. you hang up. They called you, right? It's not an emergency when you get a phone call. If your house is on fire and somebody texts you, talk about, damn, sis, your house is ablaze. A <laughs> that's not an emergency. Like, but if they pull up on you, like, that's an emergency. Like, not... If anyone hits you from any chill method, it's not an emergency. A phone call, a text, not an emergency. Hang up. Call back. So at the first point, Anne was concerned that someone had accessed all of her money. So she drove to a local Wells Fargo branch with the man still on the phone trying to stop what she believed were the attacks on her account. So Anne, love that for you. The teller silently Mm -hmm. told her the actual thief was the man on the phone. Okay, teller. We got some good tellers in this episode. Yeah. They're like, like, are you serious? Bitch, you on a bike, (laughs) bitch? (laughs) Honestly, that teller probably was like, get a new bike. And he was like, I'm I'm gonna improve. I'm... (laughs) 
I'm gonna give you this money, but look, the next person probably won't. Get right, a get bike. a better bike. Like, bro, I saw you. <laughs> Did you put that on a chain? Now you gotta unlock mm-hmm. it with a key before you leave. <laughs> Ghetto. This is very inefficient. Ghetto. So when Anne realized she had just sent $25,000 to somewhere unknown, she pleaded with the bank employees to help her stop the transfer. Anne was told, I'm sorry, we're all busy. We're backed Uh, up with appointments back uh, to back. You need to go to another branch, but we can't help you here. Damn. That feels like another black woman who was like, your emergency, (laughs) your poor planning does not constitute my emergency. Boundaries. (laughs) Boundaries. Yeah. So a banker at another branch was able to stop the five thousand dollar transfer, but it was already too late for the twenty thousand. Damn. Ooh. Wells Fargo has since denied Anne's claim for reimbursement and called her to say she's she authorized the transaction. And that's that's we on your side. Yes. You went to the bank. Their fraud department should be. She really did while he was on the phone still. But also, Anne, I'm so sorry. But you had to learn your lesson. I'm glad you got 5K back. But that 20K was your lesson because, baby, why would you do that? Yeah. And I'm not shaming you. I've been scammed a bunch of times. Like, constantly I get scammed. And I'm not shaming you. I've been there. I've been where people were trying to get more money than that for me. I've been there where I've lost 5K. Like, I've been there. But your bank is never going to call you and say, oh, someone's trying to scam you. Now send us 20K. Like, your bank, Mm -hmm. if your bank wanted to take 20K from you, sweetheart. They can just do that. They can just do that. Yeah. I've had the IRS, which always is fucking with me. It's crazy. Like, they'd just be like, oh, you owe some more money. Uh, you got to pay it. And I'm like, nigga, for what? Like, show me a receipt. Show me a receipt. Yeah. Uncle Sam, no. Just like, oh, we need 15K. Why? Why? No reason. Yeah. So, they can, and they can come in your bank account and they can just, they call it garnishing, sweetheart. They'll garnish your wages. You don't have mm. to even be present. They will garnish. So, if your bank is saying like, oh, send money, Nah, bro. Like, because if they really wanted it or needed it or had the real reason to have it, they call it garnishing, which is where they steal from you. Mm. Like, it's just where they finesse. Finesse. (laughs) Garnishing. But we are Mm -hmm. at the end of this episode. So, Sher, thank you so much for being here. You are one of my comedy idols. I love you so much. And you are so ridiculously hot. And... (laughs) You look amazing. Like, I can't take it. Like, the light, your skin, the sheen off of your skin. This is sweat now. I'm in Mexico, and it's like... She in Mexico! She in Mexico! (laughs) Wow. I'm in Mexico. So this is like... Internacional. The heat. The actual dew is sweat. Well, gracias, (laughs) mami. Te quiero mucho. (laughs) And we always ask at the end of this podcast... Where can people find you? Where would you like to be found? Any socials? Anything you want to plug? Obviously, you're special. Like, whatever it is. My special is out right now. And uh, you can go to 800poundgorilla.com. It's on the site for two weeks. Pay what you can. And truly, whatever. And then it's going to be free for everybody on YouTube uh, at the end of the month. 
So yes, please watch that. All my socials are at the sheer truth, T-H-E-S-H-E-E-R truth. And yeah, that's, those are my things. Oh, and, and best friends, my podcast, best friends with Nicole Byer comes out every Wednesday. Also on Earwolf. Have a listen. T-H-E-S-H-E-R truth. And Best Friends is so fun. Y'all Thanks. are so fun. I've I I have to just say this um before you go. I've looked up to you my entire comedy career. Oh my god. You gosh. were the first black women that I saw on the UCB stage in New York and in Los Angeles. I, and it I made me that. feel like I could get up there too. And you guys are so kind. You're so kind. You're, you're so smart and you're so talented. And I, any room that I've been in, anytime you've been mentioned, they always have the nicest things to say about you because that's who you are. And I've actually never done this on a podcast and I think I'm about to cry. But, <laughs> oh my God. but seriously, like you were one of my comedy idols and you really made me feel like I could do it. And you made me feel like I could make all these spaces and do all these fun things. And I just really appreciate you so much. And so oh I'm glad God. that I have an opportunity to tell you how special you are. I know you know it. And I know people tell you all the time. But I just have to tell you, too, that you are so special and so kind and so beautiful and so wonderful inside and out. And I'm just really grateful to be able to hold space with you. So thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, you're making me tear up. That was that's so sweet and wonderful and I'm I'm overjoyed that any any part of my presence on stage could bring you to where you are because you're killing it right now. You and Nicole and doing I, two prov and doing it at <laughs> like all the UC like doing it, you know. Remember when we used to have um shit, what is it called? Um the festival that we had. Del Close Marathon? Del Close. And like, yeah. that was the first time I saw you guys in New York. Yeah. And then I saw you in LA, like, but doing two prop. And like, I was like, oh shit, like, this is so cool. And like, black women are doing it. And it was different than everything else. Like, it it, it just, like, it, it, it made my life. So, thank you. Thank you. I love you, Lacey. I love you that's, too. That's very beautiful. I really appreciate yeah. that. And, if you want to follow me, guys, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I, Diva Lacey on all platforms. If you want to see the photos on this podcast, y'all know, Scam Goddess Pod on all platforms. I'll talk to you on Twitter until it disappears. And then on Instagram, you'll see all the photos, Scam Goddess Pod. But also, thank you so much to everyone who came to the live show. It was mostly sold out after mentioning it on this podcast. And then I posted it one day and then it completely sold that oversold and like, I love you guys so much. Um, and it was so nice to meet a lot of you. And my sis who drove from Arizona, I hope you hear this. Thank you. I love you. I love you all. Um, and I really appreciate the support. Oh, God, this ended on such a, like, like, it's such a, like, <laughs> I've never ended a podcast on such a, like, sentimental note, but... It's so sweet. I I mean, I'm sorry. So she brought it out of me. Like, I just, I was so in <laughs> awe to have her today. And so, yeah, here we are. I love you all. Congregation, stay, stay Tomming. We like Tom. <laughs> we love Tom. Yeah. Bye. Damn goddess.
This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Our producer is Judith Cargbo. Our production coordinator is Abby Aguilar. And our audio engineer is Sam Keeper. Research for the show is done by Caitlin Brandt. Stay scamming. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.